The movies are back, baby, and if you're looking for a weekly podcast to keep up with all the new releases and all the hottest news and rumors coming out of Hollywood, check out Movies Baby with Five Wise. Is Emma Stone on track for greatest actress of all time? What's the best Godzilla movie of all? What's up with John Cena? Love Lies Bleeding? We'll take more where that came from. What movie should have won Best Picture at this year's Oscars? Hint the name of two months and they ain't close together those are just some of the topics we've discussed on recent episodes of movies baby every week on movies baby forever dog co-founders and lifelong movie fanatics brett and joe break down the hottest movie news review the latest releases shout out forgotten classics and prophesy the future of hollywood you can listen to movies baby wherever you get podcasts and you can watch movies baby live every thursday night on YouTube at Movies Baby with five wives. Movies Baby! Forever! Dog! Ouch. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. That, oh, wow. Oof. That's filled right over. The table is uneven. Ooh, give me some the table, table salt. is shaking. Yeah. Yeah, the Ooh. table is shaking. It was uneven and it spilled the coffee. Ugh. I think you've got a case. Feared. Uh, welcome back for another Another's steaming, steaming, piping, scolding serving of hot Oh, it's our weekly <laughs> chat show where we talk about events in our lives, lives issues in politics, politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. DMs. <laughs> Let's get into some <laughs> Oh, wow. There's a lot of hoopla going Assorted on. Assorted hoopla. Assorted. Assorted. Yeah. Uh, multi-continental hoopla. Fully. Fully uh, and completely. Um, Truly, well, madly, deeply. Now, holding down the West Coast was the Golden Girls this weekend with... You, yes. uh, Jackie, Drew, Sam Pancake, Sherry Vine, Sherry Vine, uh, uh, Roz Dress, Roz, it, uh, Jane O'Jeef, Jane O'Jeef, uh, aka course. Jelly Winters, aka Kane O'Keefe. It was an amazing <laughs> Golden Girls show. Kate O'Keefe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming. Yeah. Uh, there was... are two uh, really special uh, Golden Girls episodes. Mm. A lot of people's favorites. They're sort of classic Golden Girls. Just seeing Drew moments. have all that meat to really devour that Betty White part and the arc of it, it was it was like watching a dragon fly. It was I amazing. Was, yeah, I was a little unsure because we did the uh, High Anxiety, which is um, the episode where Rose is struggling with addiction to pills. And I was a little like thirty year addiction. Oh yeah, I was like, I don't know if like this is gonna be the vibe, but it really, I don't know. I think it was dealt with in a way that uh, wasn't disrespectful to no. like people struggling with addiction, um, but it was still lighthearted and really fucking funny. And I mean, Drew the, is really great. The jokes that don't age well become even funnier because at that point you just got, <laughs> it's just like a face out to the audience. You're like ah. It's, it was just so funny. This, my jaw hurt from laughing. I felt like I was on a meth dream. It was great. Oh, I grinded. It's great. Yeah. Just grinding. Just, just grinding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jumping over to the pond to um, our Brit crew girls. There was DragCon UK this weekend in the same venue. <laughs> we are bringing you a segment we call Chaos at the Con. <laughs> we have reports. <laughs> We have reports pouring Ariel Versace in. has been abducted by raptor. <laughs> All over social media. Uh, oh. Of course, we were seeing a lot of the great looks and um, the hoopla going on with uh, DragCon UK, which is the very first one. Um, and sometimes when you, it's the first year of something, sometimes there are um, kinks to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a... Well... I saw a tweet from uh, RuPaul's DragCon, the official Twitter account, and they said, we apologize to anyone who was waiting, uh, left, left waiting outside. We were instructed by Health and, health and Security, or mm -hmm. H&S, whatever that stands yeah. for. Health and Safety, to low, uh, slow the flow of people into the venue. So we had to keep some people waiting outside. I, and then I read a, a bunch of the tweets that were responding to that 
tweet and there was someone who was waiting out there for two hours and so they you know they drove in from out of town they had to leave because you know two hours and these were people who had tickets and they were not able to get in to uh dragcon uk the first day yeah when i when i woke up and like people were already messaging me about it like girl you missed the shit show and i was like glad i'm not there I felt yeah. relief, but then I looked at a video of someone announcing, someone from the venue saying, uh, uh, we're basically operating on a one-in, one-out policy right now, and this was after people had been out there for two-plus hours. This is this, FUBAR? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> they, shout out, Ray Latrey. Capacity um, 50. <laughs> uh, one-in, one-out policy, and he said, "Those of, so those of you that may have had tickets for today, you might not get in. You can come back tomorrow. And, and they we'll will honor be honored. But then they said, if you'd like to talk about a refund or or problems, email blah, 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 blah. So I saw someone screenshot. They emailed, I would like to inquire about a refund for Saturday's tickets. Mm-hmm. And the reply did not address that this person wanted a refund. And then it said, the health and safety thing, we got people in within an hour, XYZ, some bullshit. Um, and we'd like to see you on Sunday. That's what the f- reply said. It felt very form reply. It didn't felt read. It didn't felt tended mm-hmm. to. This was someone who spent their money on something they wanted to come and support. And then, you know, it was oversold. We did Drag World there in 2019, and it was great. They cut. Yeah. They capped the the sales for meet and greets. So like, if you didn't have something to do, you really weren't there. Kind of. Yeah. You know, you bought your meet and greets. You did what you wanted to do. It was really well organized. So to see another drag event in the same exact location, same venue, yeah, same venue, and have it be run so um, shoddily is a disservice to the girls that are going there to work and earn money for you that have established themselves and your con for you, and to the fans especially who made the girls happen. You know, and made your show happen. How dare you treat a fan like that? And I saw a girl do a video and she was walking outside and somebody was like, we need to pee. And she's like, I need to pee, girl, too. And I was like, wow, you're going inside, though. Like, even just flippantly, like, those people are waiting to see you. Ugh. Uh, I saw a picture in of the inside of the venue. It's like sardines. Um, it was... For Drag World, the whole upper level was not even open. It was sort of closed off. Yeah, it was like for a, us because that's where be, our pisser was. Yeah, and we we got to be able to like, <laughs> we got to be able to like bring trade up there and just like look look uh, out and you know suck yeah. The crowd. But it just suck them. I just I my experience with Drag World has has been like every Wonderful. step of it of the way has been really smooth and I got your mirrors with your name on it. Yeah, girl class. Very, very smooth and lovely. So if you have any uh, personal experience out there, race chasers, let us know. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there was some friction at the beginning and everything worked out uh, being amazing. So let us know. Uh, You can email us at... uh, Racechaserpod at gmail.com. Race Chaser Podcast drag. at gmail.com. Or you can just slide into the DMs, send us pictures, send us videos, let us know. Um, we are curious and we want to report properly. But I I did hear a report that a wild condor was released inside the convention center. That's so upsetting. So upsetting. <laughs> In other news, the Nubia tour has been announced. God love Nubia. This is pretty fierce. Beautiful. This is uh, a a tour featuring Peppermint, Bob the Drag Queen, Monique Hart, the Vixen, and Bibi Zaharbonnet. I'm just saying, girls, turn in your mixes now because y'all can't all do Beyonce. I would love it. Uh, <laughs> but first come, first serve. Turn in your mixes now. I love this photo shoot. And you know the this divas go- looks. Mm. So good. I can't wait to go see that. So gorgeous. It's sort of uh, in the vein of like the Black Girl Magic movement and tours and shows. Um, And this, this, I mean, the fucking promos look so amazing. And I can't wait to see when they're coming to a city near me. (laughs) Girls, the new booking photos are the tea. (laughs) Yeah. Are there any dates announced yet? uh, Boston, New York. 
Um, I looked. They're not in LA yet. In not Brooklyn, yeah. March 5th and 6th. Because I wanted to go. Oh. oh, it has its own Instagram, at Nubia Tour. Live. Work. Hey, yeah. you know, you want to hear about some shit that I heard? I don't know if we could talk about it, so we'll just say it in alias. So there was a drag tour that was canceled. Hmm. Um, or a show. There was a show that involved definitely drag queens in it. And I heard it was canceled because another drag promoter went around to all these venues and said, if you do their show, I'm going to pull my show from your venue. Can, Can do you, you care that? to drop any names? What is this about? Uh, I don't know if I should, but like, I think everybody can guess. It's somebody that a, a lot of people won't work for anymore, including me now at this point. <laughs> That's what I heard. What And what tour was it? Is it? No, it was um, that I heard kind of shot itself in its foot. Um, it was... So wait, that's what told me. Knee so we're cap- need that, <laughs> but I yeah, can do, I can also just bleep all of the nouns. Yeah, or all of the proper nouns. Yeah, the that's what that we, is and so. Wait, sh- and he was dumb enough to go to show and to tell her backstage about it and brag about it to other people. And he's trying to do a tour right here. And what tour are they threatening to pull out? <laughs> exactly. All futures. I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on doing now because I'm not going to work for him again right now at this point. I don't really want to. It's like for him to do that to a sister? Goodbye. It's very shady and there's no need to be shady out there. Don't be shady. Be a lady. Don't be shady. Be a lady. Don't be shady. Just be fierce. These are truths that exist in our community for a reason. There's no, It's fucking... It's drag. Drag is about celebration and elevation. Uh, it is not about fucking uh, kneecapping people and being shady and doing backroom deals. Put on my um, drag uh, elevation uh, mix for me. Elevation! Elevation, celebration mix elevation! for me. Elevation! But can, celebration! can you believe? That is very messy, and we do mm. not condone that. No. However, something I do condone, and it's not on our outline because it's just happening now. Just throw it out the window. Uh, we have officially announced Drag Queen of the Year 2020. Word. So exciting. Uh, we are returning to the Montalban Theater May 3rd. We will have another round of fierce divas battling it out. For the crown, the sash, the bouquet of very nice flowers, and a cash prize <gasps> of uh, an undisclosed amount. Oh. I don't know. We might be raising the prize money this year. So uh, stay tuned. And the judges uh, all have a bag strapped to the bottom of their seat. <laughs> we are officially we are officially accepting applications and shape. tickets are on sale. So you can find um, details on my Instagram at the only Alaska five thousand. So exciting! Yeah, it's your annual pageant, your child. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yay! Very exciting. Oh. It's not. That's so upsetting. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> um, how many wigs do you have, do you think? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I don't know. I, ha- I would have to send away to NASA to calculate it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just get the metrics of it all. I'm not really good at, like, guessing numbers and, like, um, figures. Now, I guessed, and I was about 45 off. Did you count them all? Uh, yeah. And how much. many was it? Um, well, some are like half wigs, and I was like, she don't really count, and this one. Falls. Did you count falls? Ponies? <laughs> exactly. Like, ponies and pieces and falls. Ponies, they're like, half wig. Yeah, so, like, it's it's over 120. Oh, wow, okay. I thought I had maybe, like, 70, 75. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's a, that's a heavy um, wig wardrobe. It's a good wig a wardrobe. A generous wig wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Wigs by Wilhelmina. I'm, I'm doing a YouTube series where I try on all my wigs. Nice. And, and just talk about them and their memories and their essences and, like, you know, who shot them. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's nice. Like, I love that. I saw a few clips of it. You're in one. You're, like, I think the second one. like Because oh. I was going up the wall with the wigs. And uh-huh. that one big vanity that you barred is right on the wall right there. 
So the, I was uh, like, Venus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Toodles. <laughs> this is I saw. I said, this is the one. My sister wore. <laughs> yeah. So um, and people. Uh, one of the hairdressers that does a lot of my wigs texted me and he's like, yo, just got like 2,000 new followers. Thank you. I was like, Art. yeah, girl. Letting the vendors know. Like, of course. Because yeah. there are, I mean, there are artisans out there who do really great work and it's always good to support them. And uh, you do a great job of that. Thank you. For sure. your pageant this year for my talent, I think I'm going to carve a life-size <laughs> butter sculpture of myself. Well, uh, all are welcome to the apply. The stage won't get messy. I'll put a towel down. I'm all, usually really good about that. All <laughs> are welcome. I'm usually really good. To the bitch that ate a pomegranate and smeared it all over the stage before I had to go on at Mother, December 20th. I was moated. Moated at Mother. Not a pomegranate. She, yeah, and I said, are you going to bring that on stage? She said, yeah. And I was like, cool. The night I'm wearing like something with a train, that the big leopard night. thing that yeah. I wore. And, no. and had to dance around her. Mm-mm. Goodbye. Pomegranate <laughs> stains. Wow. Thank you. I saw the garment and the word pomegranate stains. I did. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, how's the tickets for uh, Heart to Break? Are you sold out yet? Um, I don't believe we're sold out yet, but, it, I mean, we're uh, we're pretty far out, and uh, the, the buzz is really great, and um, the tickets are going fast. So there are some available, and that's for Heart to Break at $3 Bill in Brooklyn. Uh, we're doing a show dedicated to uh, celebrating uh, Kim Petras mm-hmm. and s- stories of heartbreak. Fashion Week darling and pop queen. Oh, Kerr. She's been turning into Fashion Week. Her stylist, Mazerbate. Ugh. So yeah. Cool. Yeah, she's been looking right. Unreal. Um, so that's like right around Valentine's Day. So come celebrate with us in New York, in Brooklyn at $3 Bill. Um, and you can find information about that on my Instagram as well. Bring your. Oh. Do we get a break? Yeah, you're going to do the rainbow spotlight? Let's oh. take a break. Let's go down to the <laughs> lake. <laughs> Why don't you shut up in rainbow spotlight? Our rainbow spotlight is Orville Peck. He has this really cool song and video called Dead of the Night. The styling in it is what caught my eye the first. He's the cowboy who wears the fringe on his face. You know the one. Can't you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sprada. <laughs> Uh, get into this song and this video. It's called Dead of Night by Orville Peck. Oh, show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. You're literally getting them out of you by speaking them and figuring out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. That's right. And I think, uh, and I've said this before, I think therapy is a very useful tool, whether you've been through something very traumatic or you're just trying to better yourself. Yeah, and if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. You don't have to leave your house. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Yeah, all the therapists have licenses, so get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drag Drag. today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag. Drag. 
This episode is brought to you by, who I almost nodded off because this Helix mattress is so comfortable, Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. I've had several many Helix mattresses for several many years now, and I love I them all. They're all my I've babies. I've read the men's room wall. We have the midnight dusk. We have the uh, we have the one for uh, heavy sleepers, and that's also oh, good. Oh, they're if, all good. If you have slumber parties, if, uh, lots. Of, I love a Helix party, uh, and we are the Helix girls, and we have been for such a long time that we know what works best for us and our bodies. But if you don't know, you could take a Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. They've got models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Also models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Ooh, plus enhanced cooling features to help you from overheating at night. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. So that's why they offer a 100-night trial to try out your new Helix mattress and a 10- to 15-year warranty. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Drag. Drag and use code HelixPartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it's not going to last long. It's so good, I'm going to say it again. That's HelixSleep.com slash drag. And use code HelixPartner20. With Helix, better sleep starts now. We're back, we're back, we're back. We are back. We are the back queens. <laughs> <laughs> this is a segment that we love to call Let's get political political I want to get political Let me hear your police uh, as we are gearing up for the primaries in different states around the U.S., make sure that you are registered to vote. It's yes. very easy. Go <laughs> online. Just Google, how do I register to vote? And it's really just that easy. Yeah, hit the primaries for the pop-ups. But as we are <laughs> heading toward the uh, the primaries, uh, there's the issue of voter suppression happening in Florida. Florida, which we wanted to shed some light upon today. It's kind of crazy. We were talking to Latrice about it on uh, Latitudes with Latrice. And one doom, of the- doom, 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 doom. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> uh, she was talking about that <laughs> Amendment 4 gave her her rights back to vote and um, many other people that had been convicted of felonies in Florida. Mm-hmm. But there's another little codicil that no one knew. Right. You don't get the right back until you've paid off all your restitutions, fines, whatever, fees from prison, court fees, all these things. And they don't make it easy for the people convicted to find out. You have to figure it out and pay them. It's, yes. It's uh, just another loophole. And the people that have the means to pay off the kind of fines and shit like that are probably going to vote Republican. Right. So it is a convoluted, complex way of uh, disproportionately uh, fucking over people's right to vote. It's just like um, uh, when Trixie won. <laughs> Remember? Uh, uh, same to vaguely. me. Yeah. You think it's the same issue. Because when you, when you get out of prison, you paid your debt to society with your time. But there are like fines and fees and so things, many. which I don't. I mean, I didn't even. I didn't even think of that. But uh, that's hard enough. Restarting your life after being away in prison is fucking really hard to begin with, and so you have to pay off these fines and and fees, and uh, to make it really difficult to even find that amount is like another hurdle that like. It's really, uh, it's really putting people down and putting people under. Yeah, it starts to feel insurmountable. And there's this great yeah. um, website called WeGotTheVote.org. They're helping people pay off their fines uh, to citizens re-entering society, and you can donate money there and help people and help with systemic voter suppression, yes. which is like an 18-point Scrabble word for sure. Yes. 
And this is really important because uh, because the thing that that pushes people toward uh, crime and uh, living outside of the law drag is, <laughs> is uh, the feeling that uh, it's insurmountable and being pushed out of society. So like it's I think there's a lot wrong with incarceration and I I don't believe that it really does a great job of rehabilitating people or actually making them less likely to uh, to exist in a life of crime because of how fucking difficult it is to reenter society afterward. Now, I had an uncle who went to jail, got mm-hmm. clean in jail. Mm-hmm. Can, uh, there was a big prison riot in Pennsylvania. He pulled a guard under a table, saved the guard's life. They said mm-hmm. he was paroled. And he was clean when he got out of jail. Mm -hmm. And then he ended up dying from a hot shot. And, like, I'm sure if, like, four or five months after he got out of jail, Mm -hmm. I'm sure that if if reacclimation into society was made easier for him, he might have had a better shot, you know? Yes. Instead of ending up with a needle in his arm again. And that is ultimately the goal, I mean, isn't it? If, If someone does something really heinous and really bad, we want them to, uh, okay, all right. We want them to like pay pay the price for that, but we also want them to get better. I mean, don't we? Wouldn't yeah. we rather have a person who is actually rehabilitated with like with therapy and like and is actually able to reenter society and and so this is um, so we got the vote dot org is uh, helping people re-enter society. So you can donate money, and it helps them pay off their fines uh, and just get back into society, which I think is important. And um, we salute you. WeGotTheVote.org. Salute, salute. And why don't we take a break, and we'll be right back. Shuffle papers, shuffle papers, nod head. dark in here oh my gosh is that, that your flashlight is, is that a bat <gasps> oh it's a bat <laughs> uh, this is the section of the show where we go spelunking unking unking from jenna hello best part of Velasco talks Wilhelmina slater and the big drip wow love and appreciate the pod and consider myself a deep friend just writing in about willem's consternation about fifi saying sickening more like absolutely disgusting and i just want to play devil's advocate okay oh, how I wonderful like that. i was there in the oh. boat challenge day interviews fifi is wearing a yellow v-neck tee and scarf set we know this is a boat challenge because she is talking about how far jiggly is behind on her boat but in the clip of her saying disgusting She's wearing a homosexual Gilligan's Island purple look. Okay. As Willem herself has pointed out, continuity errors with them cherry picking her interviews for us for use in other episodes and situations. I would just say Fifi, I would just say give Fifi the benefit of the doubt on this one. I know it's not a question, but just wanted to weigh in on my unsolicited opinion and some baseless facts. <laughs> Thanks again for all the great content and for making my comment a breeze. All my love, Jenna. Jenna, um, I love you, and I love that you capitalized baseless because that's what I was on season four, and that's why you could see my beard. I was baseless. Bum, bum, ba, um, Jenna, we're gonna look at it, and we'll have our um, we'll have our tech team get back to you. Yeah, we'll this have is our the team look at Hey, that's not purple. That's blue. Three that's hour co- tour. That's a Three hour tour. She does look like a, a twink Gilligan, though. That's yeah. Like an update of Gilligan. That would be cute. Yeah. And this is. <clears throat> the episode I won? Yes. <laughs> this is the yellow. It is. So. Uh, so what is she saying? She's saying that they are just like I said. She earlier, called me disgusting. They're splicing, so she's saying that she wasn't in the yellow on the boat day. Like sure. The boat day is yellow. Mm-hmm. Because in yellow, they have an interview clip where she says, Jiggly is falling behind on her boat. Oh, okay. And then the absolutely disgusting, she's wearing something else. Just the same thing I just pointed out. They cobble huh. together stories. Well, there you go. Cobbelina. <laughs> Cobbelina St. James Dickerson Dupree. <laughs> 
At large. Uh, thank you for that information, Jenna. And I guess that we can only get to the bottom of it by uh, going to the source. So I would like to talk to Fifi O'Hara about it. Well, I maybe, wonder if she'd have some. Maybe, maybe next, next week, week on Race Chaser Classic. Okay, our next. Uh, uh, messages from Aaron. Hey, drag chasers. <laughs> In your last episode, you mentioned how Aaron Gobra would make an amazing drag name. I've been calling myself Aaron Gobra for years, and even my Irish sisters ask me what the meaning behind it is. It directly translates to Ireland forever, hmm. similar to Viva la France and God Save the Queen. It's a phrase used to show pride in your Irishness, and I love it. I would like to ask the dolls if they have any tips on how to be economical with how you do drag and any money-saving advice, because currently I feel as though I'm wasting a lot of money where I could be cutting corners. I have a few photos of me and drag for reference. Thank you so much, Erin Gobra. Oh, thank you so much for these pictures. You look fierce. You look sickening. Wow, Erin, so pretty. As far as um, finances and drag go, here's the thing. Drag will take all your money. All of it. It will. Did you want money? Don't do drag. It really, really will. It's an expensive hobby. It's a very expensive hobby. Um, Makeup is something that you're always having to replace. Um, Novelty is praised a lot in drag. So, like, buying new clothes and buying um, new hair is always sort of, like, um, kind of just the deal you're always going to need a pack of 613 for something exactly 613 and a 301 mm-hmm. um so i that's why i i mean i'm a diva who will rewear a garment but you're also a diva that was very smart about uh establishing um a look and a like a feel for you and you can wear the garbage bags and that's one of the yeah. cheapest things i think yeah. necessity is the mother of all invention mm-hmm. and i firmly believe in that um and I think the fact that, Aaron, you're so pretty, you're going to be fine. Just wear whatever you want. No one really cares that much. Just wear different hair with a different shirt, with a different whatever. Invest in separates, too. Like figure, separates. Like, figure out, like, a good, like, belt that'll tie everything together that's yeah. great. That's what I think works. And, I mean, I always like to look for staples. I typically don't. You should use safety pins, dear. I don't, <laughs> I don't like to buy, like, um, I, I, like... For instance, like my shoes, I don't really do like really flashy shoes because I like shoes that can go with everything. I know mm-hmm. you're not in this camp, Willem. You have the fucking flashiest shoes that exist. This isn't a show for people that know how to buy shoes. Uh, no, it's not. Um, but uh, I think if you're looking to uh, be more economical, I think I would say like get Get stuff that Dudes is to buy for you. Staples, and <laughs> staples that are timeless and can kind of go with everything. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you can pull a look together, um, no matter what the assignment is or what the theme is. And then, like half of the guys that give you money, it's not even for whatever. It's just so you can wear something nice next time they see you, like a pair of shoes or, or an piece outfit. Of lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Daniel says, hi, Alaska Willem Dipper. I've been wanting to write in for a while, but I worried that my question might be too personal to ask. But having listened to your New Year's Better Help segment, I hope that hearing a discussion on my mental health issue might benefit me and other listeners who are affected by this. So my question is for Alaska. In your Tic Tac lunch with Rue in season five, you mentioned you had a fear of dying. And I was wondering if you still have this fear and how do you cope with it? I myself have the same fear to the point where I panic attack. These thoughts seem to be getting more and more frequent and difficult to ignore, so I was wondering if you have any tips on how to cope or ways to overcome this fear. Sorry if this question is too personal or triggering. I know anxiety is a difficult thing to discuss when you are affected by it. Hope you're well. Lots of love, Danny. So are you still afraid of dying? Um, yeah, I am. I was having heartburn the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, what if I literally die? But um, I also recognize that, I, I mean – Dying would be a really amazing career move. That's really grim and morbid, but I mean, we, only the good die young. But, well, I don't, I don't believe that only the good die young because Betty White is still alive and she's really fucking good. Um, and I don't like to like glorify dying early because, but in our society, we we do tend to like celebrate people after they die, like. Whitney Houston was, like, so horribly vilified and just treated like shit in the media for so long. 
And then she passed away. And then it was like, oh, she's an angel. We love her. We've always loved her. It's like, no, you didn't. No. So I think it's important to celebrate people when they are still alive. That one um, girl back on you, like she became famous after she died. Who? This girl named Beck. She wrote a book on a TV show. Oh, okay. Dead. Um, so I, I don't think having a fear of dying is um, bad. I think it's good because it means that you care about your life and that's important. So what RuPaul said to me, and I think it was really good advice, he said just enjoy every moment. Hmm. And I agree with that. So yeah, uh, Daniel, uh, we support you and thank you for sharing your uh, very personal story with us. Oh, my gosh. This is so cute. Well, he called Dipper in this next one. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Small in Brooklyn. Greetings, Alaska Willem and Big Dipper Carrington Colby. <laughs> uh, there's no easy way to ramp up to this, so here goes. I have a small penis, about four inches hard, although to be honest... I haven't measured in a while because measuring is understandably a bit of a downer. I'm 6'4 and 300 pounds. Have you watered it? Given my height, many guys assume I have a big dick. I always feel like a letdown when the time comes, and I am hesitant to post any illicit photos on Scruff or even on Growler. This is, of course, ridiculous because I have little to no control over the size of my cock. I would look bigger if I lost it. It would look bigger if I lost some weight, but that's about it. I think I'm handsome, and I know I'm pretty awesome as a person, so it sucks to feel less than because of this one thing. There are some this guys... This one thing, it's got me tripping. <laughs> this one thing, you got me tripping. Oh. There are some guys who fetishize small dicks, but I found that, ironically, I'm too big for them. And a lot of sex is based around humiliation role play, which I find decidedly unsexy. Do you have any advice? Should I get better at bottoming, even though it's not my favorite? Do you have any experiences with shorter guys? Any thoughts would be appreciated. It always bums me out a little every episode when you go on and on about the incredible size of the dicks in your DMs. With that in mind, here's a photo of my dick just in case there's someone out there listening who's like me. Thanks for all the amazing work you do. Small in Brooklyn. Hi, Smalls. How you doing? Thank you for sharing this with us. This is what I'm talking about. This is the work we're here to do. Says the guy who's hung to his knees. Here's my... Uh, <laughs> fuck you. Well. Um, so he, the legend is bigger than Madam the actual Bungie. dick when it comes to me, okay? We Madam, call her Bungie. The, the legend is way bigger than the actual dick when it comes to that. Okay. But um, so thank you for sharing this with us small in Brooklyn. And my advice to you is exactly, I mean, what you did by sending this no is sort of like owning and being self-aware and knowing who you are. Because I think there, it's really empowering to be like, yeah, I have a small dick. And because for everyone out there who has a big dick, there's someone out there who doesn't. So, and it's it's sort of like why I don't go on and on about like, I love big cocks, la, 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 because half the population who has dicks doesn't have a, what would be considered a large dick. So I think it's empowering to like share the story of someone who fucking doesn't because we often we don't people don't send us pictures of of dicks unless they're like like on the large size. So there's like shame surrounding it. And it's like, this is not something you should be ashamed about. And fucking, there is someone who this will fit just perfectly. I remember there, I read in like the village voice or some article that this guy went to a party in New York called, uh, the little Richards party or like they did, they had afternoon sex play or something. I think it was the village voice, but they were talking mm-hmm. about parties for guys with small dicks to get together for like, you know, like fun without judgment, I guess. Yes. And that's great. But I fucked a guy last week. And then right after that, I called this other guy because I was like, he was great in bed, but I couldn't feel anything. But at the same time, what did I have to get mad at? I didn't ask. And it was like less than a handful. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with that? Right. Well, then, then you like, wouldn't be the match for someone with that size of dick. But there is someone. I who, was out momentarily. There. Right. But the the thing was, this guy's asking, should he get better at bottoming? If if he was good, he, he could. But like, if if it's not your thing, there is someone who. Why, why bother? Why bother trying to top? If you know, Jiggly used to say three to get through the cheeks and five to go deep. <laughs> 
Or maybe it was the other way around. I forget what her math was. Poet but laureate Jiggly, Jiggly Caliente. Caliente. Poe's author and poet laureate. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what, um, what he, he said, should I get better at bottoming? I can't tell you because, you know. You don't like it. I don't. I don't like guys with small dicks to top me because sometimes it gets stabby because you can't like long dick it and ride it because it'll fall out if you go more than an inch off of it and then you're just like, what am we doing? Am I tickling me Elmo? Like I just feel like shaking inside my rectum, but I don't feel like I'm getting fucked. And sometimes you know you okay, feel well, more fucking pubes than that than dick. That's your experience mm-hmm, in this cavern. However, there are there is a pot for every lid, and I do believe that there's someone who um, your dick would fit just perfectly, and you can have a really fabulous and great uh, sex life, and you can be really great in bed with a dick of any size. So now I'm a top. Uh, well, I don't know. No. Um, there's a first time for everything. Maybe on turnabout night. <laughs> when is the last time you top? Uh, 2019. Oh, uh, it was under duress. <laughs> but I think it's, I think it's really great that you shared this uh, with us. And, and he I, has a nice penis. It's beautifully proportioned. Yeah. The balls look big as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it sticks out further than his abs. Um, so you're winning. Yeah. The most important thing about anything that in your life that you you feel shame about yourself, I think. It's important to own it completely, know it, and share it with people because there's other people out there who will feel greatly empowered by that. So, like, throughout my fucking drag life, I've taken the shit that that I've felt shame about, The you know. Uh, people used to call me a fucking horse-faced cunt, you know. And... And it it really, it really <laughs> well they still do but it used to it used to hurt my feelings like way when I was younger and then at a certain point I I took it and the horse became a source of empowerment for me and now it's like synonymous with me and yeah go ahead make horse jokes all fucking day. I was gonna make a horse joke a horse a snake horse a snake <laughs> yes. Completely. I used to feel shame about being too feminine and being too gay. And this was before I discovered drag. And now, I mean, and now that is the thing that makes me empowered. It makes me uh, unique. It makes me who I am. So I think you can do the same thing with the size of your dick. And sending this message and sharing this with people is a really great uh, thing. So we salute you. Total salute. Do you want to read the next message from Josh? Sure. Hey, dolls. A fuck buddy of mine refuses to go bareback. Sorry, Willem. And always insists on removing the condom from my member when we've finished. He then takes the condom home with him. What do you think he's doing with it? (laughs) Work! I'm tempted to ask, but don't want to ruin a good thing by finding out the truth. A reliable fuck bottom is hard to find nowadays. Pics attached for fun and appreciation. Oh, okay. Hey, Josh. Okay. Nice dick. Why don't you ask him what he's doing with it? Ask him what he's doing. I bet doing. he wants to tell you. I bet he's got, like, maybe he's doing like a... Maybe he's making a devil's making dick. Making the devil's dick. <laughs> Church Island Media making the devil's dick is the one where they made, uh, like, 50 or 60 loads in a condom and froze it. And basically it was a... Dildo of... Projectile dildo. Projectile frozen dildo. Hi, Yeah, Mom. he shot it across the room and then... All over the carpet, and then he shoved it back in, and then he's like, "I'm so sad, it's melting," <laughs> because it melted eventually, and like it was so sad. Oh my god, so sad. This is not. Um, I don't know what he's doing with it. Maybe he's just like, you know what I used to do when I first started having sex when I was like 14 or 15, because I would get scared. I would dig a condom out of the trash, fill it with water to see if there were any leaks, because I was like, God forbid, I get like an Aww. STD on like, while I'm 14 or get cum in my butt, because cum in my butt. Equal death to me when I was 14 because I was so scared of HIV. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think communication is great and you should ask him. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) it's so Just say, ask him for a friend, but what do you do with my cum? (laughs) Like, what do you do with the condom? He's like, I only, I I won't fuck you raw. And then he's making a devil's dick of all his cum. Uh, Maybe. Um, You never know. He's not making a devil's dick. He's paranoid. He's a paranoid bottom. But Josh, if you find out, please let us know because I would love a follow-up on this. Our next message. (laughs) What, we're not doing the next message? We can do it. It's sort of on theme with penis, though. Penis! (laughs) 
I think, well, well should it. we or should we not? Let's read it and then tell me if you think it's too dick-heavy this episode. Okay. From Questionable Questioner. Hello, Alaska Willem and Dip. I have a really long, really TMI question, but I honestly don't know who else to ask for a sex-positive candid answer, so here I am. Came to the right place. To try and make a long story short, I spent most of my adult life as a strict bottom, but I live with strict... <laughs> Um, But I live in a town with an extremely small gay population. So out of necessity, I started dabbling and topping, and I found that I really like it about as much as bottoming. The The problem I've been having is that no one wants me to top them, though. I'm painfully average sized, honestly, probably verging on the smaller size. But the worst part of all is that I have an ugly penis. It's borderline misshapen. I'm not sure how it happened, if it was a birth defect or a botched circumcision. But only about half of my dick is cut. The other side of the head does look like a cut penis, but the other side is still very much attached to the rest of the shaft. My question is, how can I overcome this? When I send people pics, more often than not, they just stop replying or make some comment. I've thought about seeing a surgeon for an adult circumcision, but I don't know, A, if that's even a thing, or B, if it would be worth it. What are your thoughts? I think this is a this is a um, great question. I'd have to taste it to tell. <laughs> Thank you, questionable questioner. I've put some ugly dicks in my mouth, and I've tried to look at them while I was blowing them to not be too obvious, just to be like, "Wow, like where? What? Why is this not a straight road?" But some of them just aren't. They they look different. Heads go south, north, east, west. I you know. Well, ah. I think most dicks are ugly, but. <laughs> Uh, but because it's like a weird alien protrusion of the, so I, I think this goes back to the question that we had earlier. Uh, I think Stop sending a, out pictures. I think you're fucking a, up your, your, your no, pussy game, dude. No, I think there's a pot for every lid. I think that there is someone who probably would love your dick as it is. Doesn't sound like not in a small gay town. Well, but. We have the internet. I mean, we have like this, this, there's a great big world out there. And if it's something that you really don't like, there are, I think there are surgeons that would, would fix it. If it was like a half circumcision, Oof. then you could get it revised. My mom said if that it was she something... thought they cut off too much during my circumcision. She's like, I was yelling at the doctor because she's a Your nurse. tail? When they cut off your tail? <laughs> Fuck off. My horns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Slammed it down. Yeah, right. But I'm glad I'm not a top, too, because if I sent my dick picture out and I was some, like, faggy, loose hole like me and looked at it, I'd be like, block. Like, I do the same thing when people, like, send me something and I'm not into it. I'm like, okay, I don't have to talk to them anymore. I usually say bye, like, hey, not a match. And then just done. And if they keep talking, I'm like, well, I'll just block you. We're on Grinder to hook up. We're not here to talk. I don't want to talk about why I don't like you. I just want to get some dick. Right. Is that bad? No, as long as you say like not a match, or you say like, "Hey, um, yeah, always like, just to be just match. to be nice," because I don't want them standing there with their dick in their hand, edging, right? Being like, "So, are you coming?" Owning it is very important, and being upfront about it and communicating about it is very important. So, I think that you could, you could exactly as Dipper said, you could preface it with, um, "Well, I have kind of a deformed dick. Still want to get fucked by it." Yeah. And there, you're in. Then you're coming from a place of power in in the scenario and empowerment and and you're not you know trying to hide it or trying to like lie about it um and if it's something that really fucking you don't like there are surgeons who can probably consult you on it or get fucked in drag <laughs> that too girl put on a wig they'll fuck anything sometimes that, that's a that's a question right. for another episode we could do an entire episode on that one what is that? What are we looking at now? That's me. We're looking at owning it. Uh, <laughs> I uh, miss that dress. Where the fuck is that dress? The final. Oh, that was your old face. I miss that fucking dress. That's pretty. This? Okay. Video submission of Alaska doing bird sounds. It's in one of your eight storage units, ma'am, along with that wig. Well, that's why we're doing a drag sale. Drag sale, February first and second. Are okay. we allowed to allowed to announce it yet? Um, we can cut that. When does this come hey, out? Cut this Friday. So I think it's too soon. I'm announcing, too soon, announcing, too announcing, soon. announcing. I need to space too out my announcies. So Wait, cut that. PR February. says no. There is no time, is there? 
Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> February 1st and 2nd at the space. It'll be a week out. Hollywood, California. We're doing um, the fucking drag sale of all drag sales. I'm literally exodusing my storage units, which are full of drag. Important drag archival items. But I just, I have too much of it. And too much. I want it to be worn. I don't want it to be sitting in a box. Don't let the, get it. So, uh, uh, this submission though is what me doing bird sounds. We got a lot of uh, this clip sent, and so this is from. Oh, I love it when you do it during Hero. Twenty thirteen. Uh, did you do this during Bots? I think at one point. Probably. So good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you see, Will? I see a gold dress. Alaska doing Mariah Carey's hero and you feel like when you feel like hope is gone her foundation is not wrong well perfect color match true blend and then an eagle will descend now a goblin eagle has come down from the sky and taken control of my sister's face she oh and now it's flying away with prey in its, its claws and then it goes back to the long road. Oh, that was a good mix. Uh, <laughs> we stole that from, uh, there was a viral video of someone, do, I think it was Whitney Houston. Thailand, right? Oh, yeah. yeah the, the, the girl, the baby come comes out, out and then it walks yeah. away and then the hair. We stole the exact sounds out of that and we put it in Hero and we called this the Mariah Scary Mix. I made it originally for Sharon and then I started doing it because. All the know. best mixes start like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just like psychotic bird dragon noises. In the bedroom or on stage, too? Everywhere. Everywhere. More birds, please. (laughs) Bird watching. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Hot Gods. (laughs) You can send us your questions to racetasterpodcast at gmail.com. Good questions and nudity get priority. Sky priority. (laughs) Uh, Ooh. diamond uh, and first class. 360? Cabin. I'll wait for 360 things. We have bonus <laughs> video content available on patreon.com slash Willem. And we're finally going to film new stuff, so February is going to be popping. February is going to be amazing. Wait you so see it. Popped. You can sign up and be a patron and support us. Just search using hashtag race chaser and you can watch the videos a la carte al fresco. Follow us on Instagram at Willem at the only Alaska 5000 at Race Chaser Pod. And we will be back next week with more piping, steaming, scolding, boiling. Ooh, I said just that. Hot Goss is a Forever Dog podcast. Produced by Big Dipper. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is graciously provided by ATF Enterprises. This goss is hot. 